Welcome to episode 11, now with a double the Evans of Story Mode, a video game podcast brought to you by Fan Critical. <laughs> I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined today by Keelan Simpson. Hello. Simon Evans. Hello. And two very special guests from Fan Critical. We have Len and Gaz. How you doing? Hey. Hello, mate. Good to be here. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you could have said this was a podcast from the Evans. Like, yeah. it's there for you. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. Look, mm. I went through a lot. I was quite proud of it still. So, don't. don't I like it, Jesse. Yeah. Don't let them get you down. Yeah. <laughs> Comes into the podcast. All positive vibes here on this podcast, lads. Yeah. Mm. Also, I, I just realised this is a majority English podcast right now. Mm. Good point. Yeah. Royal Britannia. Oh, I feel threatened. Britannia. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you guys want to tell us what fan critical is? Yeah, oh, yeah. I guess. Tell, like, tell people. Uh, yeah, so we are, we are we're all part of the same network and family but we are the film side of things family. and uh i was actually just describing to you guys that and explaining that we've done 200 episodes or close to 200 episodes now covering a whole mm. uh magnitude of of, of different uh, tv shows and films from game of thrones a we're plethora. doing westworld a plethora yes gareth game of thrones westworld stranger things walking dead um and all the marvel films oscars specials um, we've got several different mini series like the worst of Netflix, which Gareth is involved in uh, a yep. new, a new show called how the fuck have you not seen that, which is a new sort of little mini format podcast. And uh, yeah, we, we are, uh, you know, excited that you guys are part of the video now, now doing the video game side of things. Cause that's, you know, something yeah. that me and Gareth are very much interested in. And uh, I know a few well, of our like listeners. Like your little brothers, but also your son. Yeah. Well, we call you we call you our little brother, little brother podcast. podcast. So oh, that's what we say. That's what we, we say. We, oh, we're like your big that. brother podcast. That's what we say. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. lovely stuff. Well, I mean, while we've got you know these experts of, of the silver screen mm. with oh, yeah. us, we thought we'd talk about video game movies. Now, every video game podcast has done a movie episode because yeah. video game movies are. S- Shit. I can't think of a good one. Uh, um, I'll tell you, the, the best you can do is find ones that aren't abysmal. Yeah. Um, Silent Hill, <laughs> not abysmal. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I love I yeah. the game and I love the film, Gareth, but the end of that film is so stupid. I know Silent Hill mm-hmm. in itself is stupid. That film falls on its face in the third act by a mile. It, it's all right Mate, up until the end. You're somebody who thinks the end of The Mist is genius, so yeah, I'm, I'm not taking your opinion <laughs> yeah. on that. The end, the end, the end of that movie is, is mm. it's um, shocking, it's but so it's bad. not. Yeah, It's shocking as in like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And also, whoa, I didn't see that coming. It's <laughs> annoying, but but there's some good atmosphere before that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's there's some things to enjoy within it. The elevator scene and then the rest of the film <laughs> as well. Um, but I think one of the things about video game video games don't, doesn't translate very well to movies, is video games are chock block full of lore. And you can't really go into that in a movie. So sometimes directors will sort of cut pieces out mm-hmm. and then go in a slightly different direction and, and try to make it very gamey. Yeah. Like, I think if you showed somebody, say, the Resident Evil films, yeah. and they didn't know that it was a game, yeah. they would be able to tell that it was based on a game. However, then if you got them to play the game, they wouldn't know it was that one. You got yeah. Doom with its goddamn first-person shooter yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that is terrible. That. that is terrible. That is. I love it. Um, it's amazing. 
<laughs> Assassin's Creed tried to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. And in doing so did nothing. Yeah. Mm. The Witcher is solid, but I mean, based on a book. Yeah. So I wouldn't it's say based really on Canada the book, video not the yeah. video games. And so. The Witcher is very... I, I watched it all and I enjoyed it. It's just very cheesy. You can tell it's like a a show about wizards and, you know, monsters. Whereas... Because <laughs> of all the wizards and Merlin monsters. It's more Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's more Merlin than Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and yeah. for me, that just makes it a bit corny at times. But that's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. That dragon episode. Oh, Oof. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've got Sonic the Hedgehog, which, you know, as a kid... Was good. The, the, the cartoon series was yeah. ace. Yeah. I loved it. My, yeah. mm. my favourite video game movie of recent times, Detective Pikachu. I think that was... I agree. I, I think, absolutely I, second that. I think that is a, is an excellent, excellent... It's. I was worried when they cast that film and when they said that's yeah. what, not doing just Pokemon, you know, like not doing like the Indigo League or something. But they just went mm. Detective Pikachu, Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. It's hilarious. It's well-written. It's it's like emotional. The graphics are amazing. So many Easter eggs. Yes, yeah, so many Easter so eggs. So many nods for fans. I it was love so it. good. Yeah, so that's the best one. Yeah, I, I would say that's my favourite video game movie. And I think what they did really well with that, it wasn't based solely on a game. It was... Sort of game adjacent. Yeah, it was Inspired. in the universe yeah. of the game. Yeah. I, I think that's a game. really smart way to go. Yeah. yeah. So, so what we're going to do today is sort of pitch our dream uh, video game movie or TV show, one that doesn't exist as of yet. Mm-hmm. We're going to cast it, pick a director, all of that business, and to kick us off, Keelan, what you got? Oh, I got something for you. One of my favorite games, thousands of hours into it, Fallout. Not the old isometric ones, the newer Bethesda ones. Yeah, sue me. It's I don't care. I love those (laughs) games. Um, Fallout is at its best when it's weird and quirky. You're out in the wasteland and you find something stupid and dumb. And you're just like, why the hell has this happened? And then it has some weird, almost believable explanation for it. uh, one of my favorite things about Fallout um, 3, I think, is always going to be the um, the Megaton story with... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, where you get to choose whether to blow it up. Also, Tenpenny Tower, where, you know, there's a little bit of commentary in there, but it's mostly just fun and it's ridiculous. Um, what I want is a movie based on Fallout that captures a similar tone mm. to the classic 2006 masterpiece by Mike Judge idiocracy you guys have seen that right yeah <laughs> yeah this is interesting I, you you pitched this to me a few days ago i'm like all right i want to see what you're going to go with this that, that's what i want what i want is the leading character played by donald glover to be um oh, shit. frozen oh, wow. in time and to come out in the 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 wasteland yeah and to be puzzled as fuck about what the hell is going on then he goes off on an adventure and meets a sidekick shia labeouf <laughs> and they go off and do absolutely ridiculous things. Did you pick Shia LaBeouf because makeup and costume don't have to do anything with him? Ooh. He yeah, just pretty much looks like he's wandered he's out of the anyway. <laughs> exactly. He's got experience rolling around in the dirt. You've seen holes, right? Um, yeah. I, I think that <laughs> would be... I'd be a lot of fun, like, and tonally, it, it, it'd be a comedy. It'd be um, amusing to watch, and I can imagine a few interesting stories coming out of that. Yeah. Um, I know that 
I feel like the Fallout universe, because it has so many like little stories in it, so many little things, you go off and do a side quest. You can break that off into like a TV or show, show or something like that, even. You could have spin offs. Yeah. That's what I imagine this as. I imagine this as a TV show, mm. because like you said, mm. you've got a lot of side quests. And I think every each side quest could be an episode with, in its own kind, right. Kind of like The Mandalorian and, in a way. Like, you know, the, the yeah, Mandalorian yeah. feels like every episode of the Mandalorian kind of feels, oh, this is a side quest. Oh, this is a side quest. You know, and, uh, mm-hmm. that, that is the way I. But you still have the episodes that tick along the story. Mm-hmm. Like there's still that overarching storyline to it. Yeah, right. Um, but I think that that's a really cool way to break up. You have your funny side quests, but then there are some ones that are general, like moral quandaries. Mm-hmm. I would like that gray area. And for some reason, the moment you told me about this idea, I have one casting choice in my head and it's burnt in there i imagine mike myers being the mayor of a shanty town yeah and i can't get rid of that <laughs> i can see that i don't know I, again you don't have to do any hair or makeup with no. it like I, I i don't know what he's doing nowadays i mike myers if you're listening i hope you're well um he, i imagine Become he kind the mayor of, of a shanty town please, sometimes <laughs> get, get him to get his austin powers costume out yes and play it as austin powers <laughs> Oh shit! That works. If he could play that works in the the mayor of a town who found a bunch of old spy who shagged me DVDs, (laughs) and he thinks that's what the old world used to be, Mm. and he's trying to recreate that. I think I think there's precedent for that because in Fallout Four, there's a a mission where you're kind of helping out this guy who thinks that this old sort of spy show that he hears on the radio is is real. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's, It's inspired. By and and that's what we're doing, isn't it? We we don't want a direct translation. We want something that's inspired by the 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 vibe. I of also imagine being very self-aware, kind of like a zombie land. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So like, have him like being like, you know, my my name is Michael Myers. It's just purely by chance that the actor is also <laughs> Michael Myers, not knowing that he is Mike Myers. Something fucking weird. Why am I stuck with Mike Myers? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Well, I think that's the choice now. Yeah, that's it. I think I think we He's do locked it. in, locked in. Although, Lock if you in. wanted to make it, Lock it in. yeah, if you wanted to make it really fun, change the uh, change the director to someone like Michael Bay and just make it really stupid. No, like if you <laughs> no. lots of explosions, I can't support giving Michael Bay more work, money. Yeah, that's no, I understand. Guys, remember the the explosives that they have to use in the Fallout universe are all nukes. Yeah, true. It'd be one explosion, okay, no, actually, and yeah, yeah. the movie would be finished. Yeah, let's not. Give. I'm not even worried about that. I'm worried about the scene where he has a character show a a card that says that he can sleep with another character's daughter because technically it's legal in the state. <laughs> I can never forgive Michael Bay for Transformers three. I believe that happens in. <sighs> yeah, was it four? No, I think he's, that was he's four. like, oh, you're too old to be with my daughter. Well. According to these states' laws, and I've written on this car that I carry my wallet because everyone thinks I'm a pervert. That is incorrect. Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah, no, that was a bit weird, Fox. wasn't it? Not good. Mm. No, no, not good. Now, Mike, I do have one concern with this, Keon. Mm. I find that Fallout games never, the main storylines don't have the greatest endings. Yeah. How would you end your film? What would oh be the main God. driving plot line of that film? I've not given that any thought because, because, Precisely because the Fallout main storyline has always been useless to me. It's been yeah. ineffective mm. in the way the, the message that it's trying to portray. Um, and the side stories are the ones that really actually make up the bulk of my experience with that game. I don't think I finished the main story of Fallout mm. 4. 
Oh yeah, don't because it's, it's oh nothing. wow, I think, it's I think uh, a, it's interesting. I'll give you that the the, the story of Fallout nothing. Four. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I've, uh, I've yeah, I enjoy the the idea of this sort of these mini adventures more so than a big theme overall that, story. Yeah, because because like you said, I think Fallout really does struggle with its tone, and that's what we're trying to nail here. Because the tone of Fallout, and, and I think you're right when you say it's a bit comedy, like and obviously with the casting you're going for, it's very comedy. The tone of Fallout is. It's so quirky and weird. I love it to pieces. Yeah, it is, yeah. that, when, that when it gets serious, it can never nail the seriousness, in my That's opinion. Right. It, yeah. It didn't hit home. No. When I was playing the Fallout 4 main story and you, you get to the point where you discover who, what happened to your son. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh man, you lost yeah. me. I'm done now. I'm not going to play the main story anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think what they should issues. do with this idea, if it was a TV show... Have every episode be sort of a side quest and hint towards a main storyline, but then have it run for like eight seasons to the point where nobody gives a shit about the main storyline, like The Walking Dead. Walking Dead. And just yeah. have it slowly phase out of existence yeah. without anyone giving a shit about the ending. <laughs> and then it can end like Lost. Fuck it. Yeah. That's, but that's the joke then. <laughs> Done. Hey, don't uh, be it's mean to Lost. being self aware. <laughs> yeah. I love the first few seasons of Lost. Yeah. Len, well, Len is very passionate yeah, about it, Lost. You, you can be a, mean to The Walking Dead. because a crusader we, for Lost. We, we phased out The Walking Dead in our podcast. Um, it's just a, <laughs> We literally covered the first episode of season nine and then it disappeared from existence. Um, <laughs> with not even an announcement that it was disappearing. But uh, yeah, I will have no bad words about Lost. All right? Otherwise, that's it. Listen... I think in terms of the ending, you've already hinted at it. It's going to end with a nuclear bomb going Correct. Off. We'll That's get Michael Bay in for that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just get him to record that one yeah. scene. Yeah. I like how yeah. it starts with a nuke going off, it ends with a nuke going off. It's like, ah, oh, cool. Exactly. There, there, there's your, circle. Um, your book full ends circle. on that. Synergy. All right. So next <laughs> Synergy. up, speaking of, 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 you know, games with a lot of sequels, games that are uh, universally loved, or maybe not so much with Fallout nowadays, Gaz. What do you yeah. got? Um, speaking of things that are universally loved, Gaz. Mm, yeah, good point. Um, smooth, God, the ego of yours. Um, I have gone for one of my favourite games of all time. Um, the most beautiful atmospheric game, in my opinion, ever made. Bioshock. Oh, um, Bioshock to hear that. <laughs> that was nothing. <laughs> you think Bioshock well, is words. You think Bioshock is more I atmospheric said, than Skyrim, guys? Edit, edit that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim is, as you know, despite its flaws, probably yeah. my favourite game of yeah. all time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are times where I will, I will just walk my character to the top of a mountain and, and just stay gaze there, out yeah. across the world. Of you mean like glitch jump up the side of it to get <laughs> yeah. up the cliff? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's the like only way you get up, up it. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Or you get a um, horse that goes, you know, completely fucking vertical. It's great. And this mountain's not a throat. Uh, and, <laughs> the, and, and the music in Skyrim is stunning. It's brought tears to my eyes before. Um, but in terms of just the, the art, the artistic um, talent that's gone into Bioshock, I think it's incredible. I, I love it. It... Every you could you could pause that game at any point and just take a screenshot of that, print it off, put it in a frame, and give it to me as a present. It's my birthday next month. Mm. Think about that. Done. Um, 
it it's stunning i love it so for me the the atmosphere is is incredible the the art deco uh stylings the underwater city which is just amazing um, so you'd go for one and two bioshock one and two i'm thinking one and two i'm actually i'm thinking primarily one because the story yep. as well is excellent it's uh-huh. very clever um, it is which it, it has over over fallout which is also a great game Kaelin. but um in terms of of narrative bioshocks is is extremely clever extremely tight you know you've got this 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 sort of mad underwater city art deco style full of all these crazy creative types like this is this is going to be a like a seriously fucked up movie but it's going to be amazing would it run along the same plot as the game or would you set it a little bit before the game so maybe even the inception of this whole Mm. project I think that part of the reason the story's so good is that it is after the inception of the whole project. Mm. Yep. And mm-hmm. the fact that you you don't necessarily know immediately what what went into this, you discover it as you go along and that's that's what's amazing. And you 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 can see how they started off with these uh with with these honorable intentions and it's just you're seeing the aftermath of it and it's incredible. Um so I I'm, I'm going to say Let's stick with the storyline of the first Bioshock. Um, I've got I've got some ideas. Do you want to hear my ideas on on who's doing what? Yeah. Yes. Go on. I'll kick I'll kick off with a with a director because there are the, the, there's a number of people that you could choose for this. Um, but for me, given the the underwater nature of it um, and the Art Deco James stylings, Cameron. James Cameron. N- no. <laughs> Um, yes, he, he does do underwater. You're very, yeah. very right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, if anybody has seen The Shape of Water, it's got uh, a visual style that yeah. is very similar Ooh. to what to, to Bioshock. Yeah. Um, so I'm going Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah. You know, obviously, because he's that really good clicked. at that. He's really good with like that. I think that sort of suspense yeah. and stuff as well, isn't he? So mm. I've yeah. got to agree with that. Yeah, so I think you, you can't go straight up horror director with this. I no. need a horror director with like a, a real artistic sort of flair. And I think, yeah. no, if shit, that's okay. You it's got amazing it's, choice. It's too good a choice, really, isn't it? Like yeah. we can't we can't have any fun with that. It's just like, <laughs> yep, correct, <laughs> fuck, correct. <laughs> what next? Um, All right, you've won. Uh, <laughs> you've won yeah. your choice. Good job. Um, look, in terms of characters. Uh, it's hard to discuss characters without spoiling things for anybody who may not have played it. Mm. Um, so I don't want to say too much, but... Um, the game came out like 400 years ago, go nuts. Okay. So <laughs> Andrew Ryan, who's like the, the the leader of this city when it was first incepted. Uh, I like how much we're saying Inception. Stop today, saying Inception. I love that movie. I, I thought you were going to um, go Christopher Nolan at one point because he kept saying Inception. Yeah, uh, exactly. I know. Wow. I mean, we could give it to him because he yeah. could do anything. Yeah. But um, anyway, he's this like obviously enigmatic, big kind of mayor type. Um, but he's a little bit twisted. Daniel Day Lewis is perfect for that role. Um, he's coming yeah, out of time, really is he? Good. Coming he, out of time. He's very time. method, isn't he? Yeah. Daniel is known. Is he, is he going to buy a submarine to get into character? Hundred percent. He would live underwater <laughs> yeah. for six months, in, just in preparation. He making shoes. And, he became a cobbler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it might be. Yeah, fair he'd drink, enough. Drinking some weird potions as well, just to get the, yeah, get exactly. the real effect. 
injecting bees into his arm so that he can shoot them out of his hands. Um, this movie, this 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 game is weird. Um, look, money's not an option, obviously. So Leonardo DiCaprio is going to play the main character because he's going to be just like his character in Shutter Island. I knew. Oh, kind of, yeah. oh that's yeah. a really good choice. Yeah, he's sort of like being moved around this environment, kind of discovering things as he goes and uncovering the mysteries um, as it goes. Now, it, while I was um, sort of just doing a little bit of research on this, I, I've realised, I didn't know this, but Bioshock was going to be turned into a movie. Mm. Um, I remember the idea of being thrown around a while ago. Yeah. It, it's been shelved, but um, it was going to be uh, directed by Gore Verbinski. Who's, who did Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. Um, did he do the movie I'm just about to bring up? Didn't he do Cure for Wellness? Correct. Yeah. So that is I was the, going to say that's the, the guy who did Cure for Wellness would be good at this. I, I haven't seen Cure for Wellness. No, neither but, have I. Um, lots of people have said sim- it's sort of similar in visual style to um, Shape of Water. Mm. So yes. perhaps that wasn't the worst uh, the worst directorial choice mm. either. But um, I'm, I'm throwing my hat at Guillermo and hoping he catches it and puts it on and says thank you for the hat I will now direct your movie this is quite a cool hat thank you (laughs) I think it's a really cool for like for um, Bioshock 1 if you were to go Infinite you know how I could do Infinite really well because one of the biggest driving uh, plot lines in that is uh, racial inequality Uh, Jordan Peele oh yeah yeah I think Jordan Peele would do that really well he does um Horror with like a political commentary behind it. Yeah. Extru- I, I think kind of better than no current directors. Yeah, I really yeah. love the idea um, of of Del Toro directing because of his love for practical effects. And yeah, that's costumes right. And stuff that's like right. That. Yeah, and I think in the Bioshock universe, especially like if you have like a really awesome looking practical Big Daddy costume, that's yeah. that's the kind of thing that you can sell a movie within a trailer. That's yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and, and the big that. daddies are run by like two people piloting it from the inside, like Pacific Rim. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think mind. about that. Yeah, yeah, Pacific Rim. So he yeah. can do robot-like things yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he he's proven that he can make a video game movie. It's unfortunately the video game movie wasn't out yet. Like Pacific Rim is the perfect video game movie for yeah. a video game that does not exist. Yeah, yeah. Le- yeah. Lem, yep. Simon, and I went and saw that together. We did. And we did. Uh, that is, we that had a great time. One of the best trips to the cinema I have oh, ever had. Pacific in my Rim life. One is one of my old. Yep. It's in my top five films ever. Yeah. Pacific Rim Two yeah. doesn't exist. Let's not talk about no, Uprising. We don't talk about, we don't talk about Uprising here. We, you know that, we, that doesn't exist. I, I yeah. remember we came out of Pacific Rim and we all just went. If that had been made 20, 30 years ago, that would be the biggest cult classic movie ever. Yeah. 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 I have yeah. a giant statue of Knife Head to my right, and behind me I have various figures of um, like a Gypsy Danger and got all of them. I love that film. <laughs> so good. So good. I have one question about the Bioshock movie. Will it still be so heavy on the themes of um, objectivism that Ayn Rand... Stuff. Is that going to be like a major focus? Is it going to be critical of it? Or is it going to be supporting it? What's? I think I think that is an excellent subplot, and it's an excellent layer <laughs> to the world that they live in. And I think it's part of the reason that the atmosphere in it is so wonderful is because everybody in it is so mental because mm. of their kind of objective nature and uh, and and their view on 
on that. So yeah, I want to include that as well. Um, uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, 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 I think I think that that extra layer to it. Yeah, could a lot of having it having it with like bits show. of subtext as well. Just like yeah. you know, like a visual sort of cameo here and there, like a visual reference, or you know, Leo picks up a particular item, looks at it, and then puts in, like doesn't have to say anything. Mm. Just interact with the little bits and pieces that add that subplot in through just yeah. implication alone. I think would be amazing. All right, so the one I've been thinking of is a little game that I don't shut up about <laughs> called Control. Mm. Control's so fucking good, man. Mm. Keelan, you're playing Control now, aren't you? I am playing Control, and it is so good, good Jesse. Yeah, it's really, really good. All right, this would be a TV show. Okay. Directed by David Fincher, because ever since he stopped doing Mindhunter, rest in peace, Mindhunter, he, he, he should be back on the screens. Um my control plot is actually heavily, heavily inspired by his work on Mindhunter. Have we all seen Mindhunter? Yeah. No. Yes. Season Highly one. recommend it. Really damn good. It's amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, he's done Zodiac, Fight Club. You name it. Seven, he's arguably the greatest director Alien around. Three. Yeah. Uh, I'm and gonna, he does. Yeah. I, I was about to say, Jesse, you've stolen my director, but I, I was going to reference Alien uh, 3. So, that, uh, you know, the much maligned Alien 3, but I'll talk about that you later. Know what? I'm going to take okay. Alien 3 out of my out of my ideas. Yeah. Yeah. You can have it for your Thank suggestions. You. You're brave, man. I'm good. Um, but he's, he's known for, like, doing dark and atmospheric really yeah. well. Doing, and just doing these, like, really sort of confidently stylistic shots. And that's what Control is full of. Now, my control show wouldn't be the same plotline as the show. The, sorry, the game. It expands on the universe. So it would revolve around the Federal Bureau of Control investigating um, altered world objects, objects of power, all that type of stuff like, like in the game. Um, but the show would actually be set between two different time periods, kind of like The Witcher, how it did the time mm. jumping. Mm-hmm. Mm. First one would be the early 60s, a few years after the Bureau was created. So Fincher showed that with Mindhunter, he could do like the 70s, 80s vibe really well. He can do sort of time periods really well. The first period would be that. The second would be mid-2010, say 2015. Okay. Just to sort of confuse the viewer, the game is very confusing. It's all about like distorted realities and stuff Mm -hmm. like that in different dimensions. So you want the viewer to almost be on the back foot at times. Um, It would be very like Monster of the Week. So they're finding different objects of power, like, oh, this, this rubber duck is making everyone go 20 feet to the left. What do, what do we do with that? So you can have, like, lesser ones, or it could be, oh, shit, this bottle opener is just blowing people's heads off. <laughs> so you can play around with what is exactly is happening. Does but it open the want- bottle as well? Or- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's the wor- I mean, that's the issue. It doesn't open the bottle. I hate it when my bottle opener betrays me and just blows my head off. Objects of power, they sit outside of our dimension. So they sit out of time and reality. I would love an episode where the past team and the future team are working on the same object of power at the same time. And it is affecting both times concurrently. Just get really deep and sci-fi with it. It has like so many layers to it. Um... You can have hints towards like, stuff in the game, like the hiss and the astral plane and stuff like that. But for people who've played the game, Akeel, and I think you'll, you'll definitely get this, the board is one of the coolest parts of the game. So the board is 
the visual representation of the board that you see is an upside down triangle and it speaks in this like weirded coded language and it has mm-hmm. subtitles on the screen mm-hmm. and it's always meaning two different things at once. I would want each episode to be introduced by the board just to create this really tense and like harrowing feel to the show. Kind of like, um, has anyone here seen Legion, the TV show? Yeah. I've seen Legion. Legion's phenomenal. And in season two, John Hamm introduces each episode with like a fable. Mm. I want that vibe to it. Mm. I think oh, really nice. cool. Um, as for direct, so, uh, Jesse, casting. To, do, no. to just stop you there, just to go back to that. So you're talking about the board as in like uh, the, they introduce the show. Are they like setting the the mission more or less or like talking about the monster that the it could be it, it, it could it, it could be anything. It could be about the main storyline that goes over. It could be about what they're about to almost like the the moral quandary that they're going, like the lesson learnt at the end of the episode kind of thing. Okay. All right. Be anything. I just really want the episode to start off with the board. Um You wouldn't want them as like a character inside of the show. Um Dunno. They could be hinted towards. Because the when they start introducing the board, it go it, that's when you're quite deep into the lore. I don't think any of the surface level characters that we'll touch upon would, would really go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, okay. with characters in mind, because it would be set in either the past past, so the 60s, or a few years ago, Jesse Faden, who's the protagonist of the game, wouldn't be involved. There's no reason for her to be involved. But a few characters would be. I've casted them. So Zachariah Trench, who was the director, who would have been the director at the time, Brian Cranston, because I would move heaven and earth to get him into this show. <laughs> Emily Pope, who is the head of research in the game, but at the time she would have been under the Formula One, will be Natalie Dormer because... Yeah, she's cool. You would move heaven and earth to get her into the game. Mm. 100%. Yep. Uh, Dr. Casper <laughs> Darling. What are you going to say? Something he's else? portrayed by a name named Matthew Peretta in the game and he's part of the live action. So it's like, get him. He's yeah. great. He's funny. Yeah. And you can kind of see he's like his mental breakdown and all that business. Um, Artie in the game is Finnish, but, you know... We'll move a little bit over and get a Dane instead. So, Mads Nicholson. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> They're all the same. It's, it's, it counts. You know, I just, close enough. Just, yeah. I can't buy Mads Mickelson as a janitor. I just can't see it, man. See, I, back when people used to tell me about Mads Mickelson being a ballet dancer, I couldn't buy it. And then I saw him and was mesmerized by his no, no, fluidity. I, I can buy that. I don't even need to see it. I can absolutely buy that. <laughs> Mads Mickelson can clean. Have you seen Hannibal? He had a spotless house. Unbelievable show. That's so One of the true. greatest shows of all time, Hannibal. That's also Two true. of the greatest seasons of all time. And oh, then there was my season three. word. If people have not, just to stop the podcast, if people have not seen that show, go and stream all three seasons of Hannibal. Bloody amazing. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sort of a counterpoint. I would say go stream season one and two. Oh, I love season three too, Jesse. You know, don't, season three, I watched like three episodes. I'm like, I'm out. I can't do it. Well, I'm out. But it's, it's, it, I, I find it really hard to recommend because, because it's only seasons one, two, and three. Yeah. Fair. You know what you I mean? Want a, you want a longer show? Well, yeah. Give me more. Shows burn out too quickly though. Yeah, they do, but not this one. Hmm. Yeah. It's still ad legs. It had legs. Well, Unlike he had legs and he, cooked, he roasted yeah. them in He roasted clay. them, ate them, and then he had no yeah. legs. That's it. Done. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Um, and then Helen Marshall would be Kerry Washington. I, I've given this a lot of thought of this casting. This casting is perfect. And yeah. the director is perfect. And the show mm. is perfect. And if somebody doesn't make it, 
I'm picking up a camera. Fair enough. Okay, and I'm going to make it on my iPhone. <laughs> okay. Now, there actually is a director who has said, hey, I want to make this. It's Gary Witter. He made, he wrote um, Rogue One. Yeah. And he was involved in After Earth, mm. but, you know, we all make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> he tweeted Remedy Entertainment <laughs> saying, hey, I want to make, you know, kind of jokingly saying, I want to make a control movie. And they just replied, with, hey, let's talk. So, I mean, that type of stuff happens on Twitter all the time. Make of it what you will. Mm. I would watch a Gary Wood a control film because he, he. I hate the whole thing of like you know if somebody's directing a video game movie they need to be a gamer. Blah blah blah. I don't mm. think that necessarily works. But in this case, Gary Wood was a gamer. He works with goddamn kind of funny and stuff like that. He's great. Yeah. Um, I think he's really passionate about the source material. I think he, he would do it justice. So Gary Witter, you know, friend of the show. If you're listening, <laughs> hit me up, buddy. I'll get you yes, casting uh. choices. I'll be in the show. My name's Jesse. Yeah, Jesse so there's Hayden, no problem <laughs> <laughs> sort, of, the sort of makes sense. I see the link. Well, Jesse, you speak, um, you speak very passionately about this game, Control, and I have been meaning it's on my list of, of games to play. And this uh, is going to be my next game that I play in isolation, I think, now that I'm... Do you like X-Files? I love the X-Files. So okay, you love Control. Exactly, there you go. Mm. That's all you need. <laughs> when I, you I said Monster last- of the Week, I was I was in. So that's I miss I good Monster of the Week. That's what made the first few seasons of Supernatural really good because it was the last real Monster of the Week show that I watched. Mm. And I was hoping The Witcher was going to be Monster of, the, Monster of the Week. Yeah. And like when the show starts off and he's fighting this like river pond monster thing, I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. We'll get one of these a week. Awesome. Is it a uh, river or really? is it a pond? Is it an enclosed <sighs> body of water yeah. or is it a good flowing question. body of water? <laughs> All right, Mr. Look. Geography. It depends. It was more of a swamp. It was a swamp. <laughs> I think it was yeah, I think it was definitely yeah. a swamp. 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 Swamp monster. Swamp All right, monster. let's get our terminology. What, what's it? Oh, handbook? Correct. It, was please. it a swamp or was it a marsh? When something like that happens, <laughs> a wizard question. did it. Marshland. Or a bog. <laughs> or a bog. Oh. I think you actually made it in a bog. Mm. In oh. bog well, monster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Len. So he's <laughs> one that I'm very, very excited for. Len, what do you got? Yeah, so when we you tasked us with this with this challenge of of coming up with a video game to to make into a film, uh, I, you know, if this was literally probably, I don't know, two months ago, I would have said Last of Us because that's the perfect decision. Um, and thank the Lord that HBO have opened up and decided to purchase that uh, property. That is going to be um, the best thing ever. And it, who's um, the guy who made Chernobyl? What's his name? Oh, um, I can't remember his name for off the top of my head, but. The, the the atmosphere of Chernobyl is perfect for Last of Us. Perfect. So they have got a dream scenario going on there. So I'm not going to touch that. Um, I've decided to go with something. One of the games that really got me into video games in the first place, and I think is one of the best video game stories of all time. And I'm going with the 1998 Pac-Man. version of Metal Gear Solid uh, Tactical Ooh. Espionage. The version later renamed for the gamecube twin snakes if anyone mm-hmm. wants any uh, specifics uh this game and hideo kojima he's got such a cinematic mind in fact most of his games end up just being cutscenes for hours 100 uh, <laughs> percent, which is kind of funny in a way because he's so crazy that i think i think the reason that people don't want to adapt his his work is because he's actually very uh, strict about the process and what goes into it. You know, he throws in mm. so many crazy things into his story that they just wouldn't make sense in a film. Like the audience, if they have no knowledge of Metal Gear uh, and the history of Metal Gear, would just get lost in all of the madness, right? 
But I think mm-hmm. this version of Metal Gear, the 1998 version, uh, which is essentially just a siege on a base, which is run by a terrorist group who have hijacked a nuclear arsenal and are threatening to take over the world, is actually very similar to something like Die Hard or... You know, it's yeah. got a very simple sort of premise to it. And I think it could premise, be, a, yeah. yeah, and it could be adapted extremely well. Now, the great thing about Kojima is he makes fantastic characters. And this was really fun, actually, coming up with uh, some characters to play some of the guys in this film. Right. Oh, I like it. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so He's got his notes. I've got my notes. So I've got them out. Let me just uh, crack these out. Now, <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> First of all, Solid Snake. And this has been up uh, for debate for a very long time. And as time has moved on, uh, actors have come and actors have gone. Um, but I've gone for one that I've always thought would be an excellent Solid Snake. And I've gone for Hugh Jackman because I think mm-hmm. he's grizzled, chiseled. He's seen some things and now he's no longer Wolverine. He has time on his hands for a new role, right? Playing his twin, and this is a very big role, of Liquid Snake... Yeah. Hugh Jackman as well. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman too. Jack no, Human. I've gone for <laughs> I've gone for someone who people think should have been Snake a couple of years ago and, and actually has expressed a desire to be Solid Snake at some at some stage. But Liquid Snake is going to be played by Christian Bale. So, so it's the yeah. prestige. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you, you're so, just taking wait the prestige. Minute, one of my favourite films, Prestige. No, because the director's different, so wait for that. Um, also, just putting it out there, I watched The Prestige for the first time last weekend. Oh, my God. It's, wow. It's in my top what? five films so, ever. Oh, my God. What's wrong so, with you? Hold on. Jesse, until I a came months out ago, fiery on the top of this episode, uh, when we first started oh recording, I was words. bagging out Gaz for not seeing Robot Cop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Robot Cop. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just coming out all the films that I've only seen recently so I have yeah. seen them yeah well good. the prestige is amazing <laughs> and it's just amazing too if you have if anyone listening hasn't watched prestige stop what you're doing go watch that then you can watch Hannibal and then anything else you want after that well, right. finish listening to this first listen to this first yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the female lead of Meryl will be played by Jessica Chastain because I think she'd mm. do a good job you know big fan of that choice yep. yeah big okay Roy Campbell the general gets played by and this is Die Hard is five Bruce Willis okay I like yeah, that yeah, yeah I'd like okay. that that'd um, be fun and then I've got some cool choices for some of the you know um, uh, some of the some of the assassins you've got Revolver Ocelot is going to be Kurt Russell right I love I love Kurt Russell. Jesus. Psycho Mantis is going to be Willem Dafoe, but crazy green goblin Willem Dafoe oh, style. Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> Sniper Wolf, you've got a Russian sort of Scarlett Johansson uh, playing it, and I've got Andy Serkis playing Metal Gear Rex in his mocap suit. So you know, give him a bit of character to it. <laughs> is there anyone Gear. else? Fucking <laughs> oh, I'm just Actually, wondering: is there is there room for like putting Harrison Ford in? Yeah. A time in a just ten years earlier, maybe. Yeah. But Harrison Ford's got to play a part in this. Yeah, we could give. We, well, it's, Harrison Ford could be Roy Campbell, you know. But you know, I yeah. like Bruce Willis in there. He's got a bit more character to him. Um, and a slight I, idea, sorry for Psycho Mantis. Yeah. Doug Jones. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that as well. I was sitting here thinking he's got the, he's got the movements to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking sort of like when I was casting Psycho Mantis because he's such an iconic character I was like he used to be like sort of yeah wiry and a bit crazy but then Willem Dafoe's face and we recently saw The Lighthouse me and Gareth and how crazy he is in that and I was like oh he's just insane I quite like him but uh, I I like that shout if you want to sell tickets you put Willem Dafoe in bondage gear 
Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying tickets. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the director is going to be the same as Jesse, David Fincher. Uh, and the reason for that is he does, like Jesse said, he sets scenes very well. He he creates this atmosphere, and he can do any genre. I know this is quite action heavy, but actually, there's a lot of thought and pensiveness that goes into this into this story. It's not just you know balls to the wall action. There's a lot mm. of there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of you know story beats that need to be here and also he's done alien three and i talked about alien three that's set in this weird sort of structure which i imagine the base to be like that uh solid snake is infiltrating so i quite like the fact and i love the sort of mood that he set in that film even though that film is you know not very well loved um i love the mood of it and uh, i think he did a fantastic job there and i think he would do a fantastic job directing metal gear solid uh, and that I is my think, pick I, sorry Alien 3 is a really good film to bring up for this because a Metal Gear Solid film can't take itself too seriously. No, no. it can't no. take itself. Action, it's got to have with Alien 3, he showed that he can do sort of shocky action at times. Yeah. And the thing it is, be- Kojima's mad. The, the story is mad, mm. but I think you yes. need to boil it down a bit and get the true... Keep the characters. The characters can be mad. I love the, ma- I love the camp characters that Kojima creates. Um and stuff like that just get rid of a lot of the nonsense that's around it you know and just have it about this this strict story strip it back. yeah strip it right back it would be an incredible film now this has already been i mean a metal gear solid film has been thrown around for years since and 98 at the moment yeah. i think it's in its most advanced solid yeah <laughs> yeah good State. good good yeah um but it's still quite <laughs> liquid. Um, liquid. I'm sorry, everyone. This is liquid. Fucking, that was yeah. bad. Um, it's being uh, written by uh, what's his name? I said it before. Jordan uh, Voigt Roberts. Voigt Roberts. Voigt. Somebody. Voigt Roberts. Yeah. He's the guy who made um, Skull Island. Skull yeah. Island was good. It's okay. I, I think actually tonally, it's sort of. I can imagine that sort of uh, yes. lens being put on Mogi Solid. Yeah. Does that Do mean that Tom Hiddleston's going to be involved? Tom Hiddleston could, could be involved. <laughs> oh, somewhere. shit. I forgot to say Tom Hiddleston's in Bioshock. Oh, uh, yeah. As well. Good. Does that as himself? Hello, I'm Tom. He's playing Atlas. Oh, okay. For anybody right. that uh, that remembers Atlas. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's yeah. in that. Sorry, carry on. It can be in two films. That's fine. Fair. <laughs> I think that Metal Gear's struggled for a, long, for a long time to get uh, out of development because of Kojima. And mm. it seems that Kojima now, he's free of the shackles of uh, Konami and he's got uh, Kojima Productions, seems to be more open to letting someone run with the story. It seems to me that like he's got other things on his mind. And it looks like it might actually get its feet off the ground this time. Um, whether... <laughs> I've said that before, but it seems that yeah. there's finally things in place for this film to be made. Do I think that that guy is the right director? No. Do I think that the film is going to be very good? No, I don't. No. Um, but if he casts it the way I've said, it'll be brilliant. So do that. Uh, as a thought, though. What Jordan, about- if you're listening, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Changing the director to maybe like M. Night Shyamalan to add what? in the plot twist, which... Hold Metal up, Gear hold is up. notorious for. How do we cut Simon's <laughs> mic? What? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, if we were doing Metal Gear Solid uh, 2, uh, the PS2 version, Sons of Liberty, if we were doing mm. that, then I could definitely say that Shyamalan should be the director because the twist in that one is mental. But uh, this one, we're trying to keep it simple. Yeah. But, Fair enough. And also yeah. remember, he does twist well, but I also want the rest of the film to be good. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's something that he hasn't quite nailed yet. Don't, yeah. Just don't let him touch Avatar The Last Airbender ever again. And the franchise yeah. may still recover. Yeah. He mm-hmm. fucked up a movie about trees. Just don't let him. <laughs> oh. Stop. Hey. M. Night, stop, my dude. Midnight Shaman, stop. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? It's the trees and the wind. Do you think, um, I mean, I think this one will get off the ground, the Mogi Solid film, that is, because um, Roberts and Kojima are, seem to be pretty good mates. They, they mates, tweet a yeah. lot about each other and they're but, always hanging out and stuff like but, that. But that's why I'm the film that won't he's... be good. But that's why the film won't be good because... I don't think it'll be good. Yeah. I think it'll become a cult classic because it will be absolutely insane yeah. with Kojima's direct influence on it. Yeah. And mm. I hope this is the f- the film that kind of gets him more into... F- I would love to see a Kojima film. Yep, I agree. I was just going to say, you know, they can make a medically solid film with like an actual film director, but mm. I would kill to see a film <laughs> for medically solid directed by Kojima. Just because like cutscenes. Ridiculous. And how many times would you see, <laughs> oh God, you know, mental. written and produced by Hideo yeah. Kojima? Yeah. Just have that on screen at all times and just like, <laughs> in just like the biggest font possible. I would it's love it. It's just a watermark. A watermark. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I'm a Hideo Kojima fanboy. I actually just realized I'm wearing a Kojima Productions jumper right yeah. now, so yeah. I'm not very impartial. Mm-hmm. I would watch that man direct anything. Yeah. He I would think, be a great I think anime I, like, director. It would be interesting just to watch him. Just to, just to watch what he does. Like, I mean, Death Stranding was the first game where he was able to just have sort of full creative control, and it shows because it's weird and it's mental. And but he sort of pulled back with it. I reckon, but, like, Death Strain to me is kind of yeah, a little subdued time. Also, the little fetus baby things. Yeah, like, there, there's a lot it of happens. very strange things BB. about it. Yeah. And I think Kojima is brilliant. Like, I think he's a very clever guy. But I also think he needs to calm down a tad when it comes to video games because there are aspects, I think, of Death Stranding which are just like, all right, yeah, I get it. But also, was this Why? really necessary? Like, it, yeah. it, it detracts from the experience. Watching him direct a movie, I think, would be fascinating. I'd love to just watch what random stuff pours out of his brain. Yeah, I kind of uh, agree with you there, Simon, as well. I think the point that I'm trying to make here is that I did not understand the po- the plot of Metal Gear Solid 4 until I'd spent five hours reading through yeah. the separate codex thing. Yeah. That's ridiculous oh. for any game, and yeah. you certainly can't do that for a movie. So. No. no. Mm. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 4 the has the most cutscenes ever. That has the most cutscenes ever, that, that game. I, I cannot mm. remember how much time I was physically playing that game. It's incredible. It's one of the best games I've ever played, Metal Gear Solid 4, oh, but yeah. you're right. The story is insane. Insane. Um, now, we've yeah. had a lot of like insanity with Metal Gear Solid, so I think we should calm down to a really serious movie. Simon, what have you got? <laughs> Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Perfect. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfectly the, uh, you know, sane and normal. Yeah. <laughs> I the think drama it, about a squirrel just trying to find his way home. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to... Oh, my God. I just keep, like, laying out here. I haven't played Conkers. I haven't. Absolutely. It's okay. If you haven't played it, get it on Rare Replay, or if you don't mm-hmm. have access to that, watch a playthrough, because it is fucking hilarious. And it... Yeah. It was. It's just one of my favourite games ever. Um, and in fact, I spent, I think it was $350 to buy an original copy of the game to give to Gaz for his birthday. 
Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to print about a picture of Bioshock this year, so. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing this <laughs> year. Like, I could have just done that. Yeah. I spent $350 on him last year. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Don't like him that much. Um, um, no, but, thanks for that. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, it would need to be brought to us by um, uh, Quarantine Directino. No, Quentin, Ta- Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino conquers Bad Fur Day because it would need. To, yeah. It would be brilliant. I'm like that. Do you about this idea? What, what's great about that, Simon, is the way that Tarantino plays around with time and scenes and stories, and he all fits. The, so it works perfectly, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, because because the 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 storyline is that conquerors massively hung over as well yeah. then yeah fucking up with messing up with the the timeline yeah. would work beautifully that's that's a good so, shout. like i know i know parts of this game and this is one of those games i think everyone knows at least a little bit about who are you casting ah right so this is where i think i've had um this is where i think it falls short a little bit so i think conquer i'd probably want to have voiced by ryan reynolds as overdone as it is at this point i still think there's a lot of charm left in there would it be mm-hmm. sorry? Would it be like live actiony, or would it be animated? Um, I would want it to be live action in inverted commas, in the same way that the Detective Pikachu movie so, was. And, and Sonic, Sonic, like Sonic, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah so live works. action in that sense. Um, so yeah, I'd want Conker to look as cute and adorable, as friendly as Pikachu does in De- in Detective Pikachu. Only to have him, you know, effing and blinding every five seconds. I think it'd be fucking fantastic. Um, I'd want his girlfriend to be voiced by Mila Kunis. Yeah, I like yeah. Mila Kunis. I think, mm-hmm. I think, oh, I I think that would that. be pretty good fun. Um, and then Greg, the Grim Reaper, I'd want it to be played by Danny DeVito. Not voiced, played. Just Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> in a little Grim Reaper costume. Not, not even in a costume. He's, <laughs> yeah. It's just Danny just DeVito. It's just Danny DeVito. Like, With that being said, you know who would make a really good conquer? Charlie Day. Good choice, actually. Oh, yeah. 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 Didn't think about that, yeah. No, I, I didn't at all, but that'd be a really good choice. The whole cast. I mean, it does lend itself to a very much like an always sunny sort of I, sense of humour. That's, that's what I'm imagining as well. I, mm. I think I think it could very much just be always sunny, the, mm. the, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a different podcast altogether, and yeah. I'm all for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not the best. <laughs> but yeah, you I can, think... I think it would be really, really funny. How do you think audiences would take that movie nowadays? I think... Look, I think a lot of people would go, okay, right, it's Quentin Tarantino, let's see what's in store. And if they had no context for the game, they'd be like, what the fuck? Has he been smoking? Because what is this shit? This is ridiculous. People with context would be like, fuck, this is, just, this is everything I wanted. Um... Quentin Tarantino is unlikely to do something based on somebody else's idea. I know, I know. He was going to do Star Trek. It's a it's a pipe dream. Was he? But that's why we have to incept the idea. Get an inceptor again (laughs) into his mind. Christopher Nolan, please stay away. (laughs) Quentin, we'll give you foot pictures if you do it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> he likes me. We'll send ear pictures as well to Sony just for the fun of it. All right, who, who would play out of curiosity the, the great giant poo? Ah, mm, Quentin Tarantino himself, actually. Oh, I Donald don't Trump. mind that. He always uh, cameos, so that makes sense. Oh, actually, actually, to be fair, Quentin Tarantino he he played Mr. Brown in yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Well, he, so. plays he plays a lot of his characters. Yeah, no, I know, but. 
the name. Oh yeah, a joke there, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brown, <laughs> yeah. big poo. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> But I actually really love the story behind the Great Mighty Pooh as well, which is that someone in the Rare offices took a legendary shit whilst they're in the middle of development for Conquer, and they were like, fuck it, we've just got to put this in the game. See, I think because the level of humor in this game joke. is the reason my idea wasn't Gex. I would love a Gex movie. It's the same oh. sort of humor. I don't think it would work nowadays. No, I don't think it would. I think nah. Gex, mm. Gex so, had, has had its time. I've got to say, I um, uh, have I've, I've played it recently. Obviously, Simon, after you general, generalis, g- generously, generously, generously. Sorry, a couple of couple of whiskeys down now. Uh, <laughs> gave me for my birthday, Conquer's Bad Fair Day. I, I did did play it through, um, and loved it. Absolutely loved it. But I'm not sure that I think maybe the world has moved on from the humour. Yeah, um, it's a fair I, statement, and that would concern me. I think it it needs to be smarter, the humour, which is maybe where your your Tarantino comes in. But mm. um, you've got to be wary of that when you're making this movie. Is all I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it would be one of those things that you know perhaps these days it would it would have its niche audience and it would be its cult film. Yeah, aimed at the fans of the game. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's always, I feel like there's always a bit of a space for, you know, just that stupid off the cuff toilet humor. <gasps> yeah, um, wait, who plays Birdie? Who the Scarecrow. Well, Birdie, I originally had down as Danny DeVito, and I hadn't come up with a with a replacement for him. Um, uh, do you know? Do you know? Um, Sam Rockwell. He would make a good Birdie. He's Sam got Rockwell. that kind Sam of. Sam Rockwell was so close to being in control. Sam oh, was yeah. so good. Sure. He would did, be good. How He's did he got take like it, Jesse, a... when you rang him up and uh, gave him the Not bad well. news? He didn't make the cut. Not well. All right. <laughs> um, he just started crying. I'd hang up, but you know, you Sam, explained if you're it. out there. Take care. You, you explained it to him, though. You said it's just because the character's name is Jesse and my name is Jesse. It's so just I Sam get the nod. Rock well. I wanted Sam Rock better. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, Ooh. Oh, wee, Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, Sam okay. Rockwell famously played a guy called Sam in Moon. Yep. Was the film famous for that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, all right. So just to start wrapping this up, did you? I mean, I had a bunch of ideas for this one um, that didn't quite get past the initial ego gas inception. Um, I had one for Cuphead. Yeah. I, all I did yeah. was cast it. Cuphead would be Jay Baruchel. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's the guy from um, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I know oh. who you're talking about. Yep. Excellent him as Cuphead movies. and his his buddy Mughead would be Seth Rogen. Okay. No, and then the fuck. devil would be um is it TK Miller? TJ Miller? TJ Miller. TJ Miller. TJ. As the devil. Oh, I, yeah. I, I love that 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 group, that like core like sort of comedy group we have nowadays. Them doing a Cuphead film. Cuphead, I think, would translate so well to the screen. I mean, it looks like an old TV show. It looks old yeah. so hand drawn TV show. As, it is Stoner. TV show, yeah, and there are so many little stonery jokes in it already that I think would translate really well. I had Shadow of the Colossus, yeah, directed yes. by George George Miller. George Miller showed with Fury Road, one of the greatest yeah. films ever made, ever made, yeah, that you can do a lot with very little dialogue. So I want to dial that up to eleven and have absolutely no dialogue in the film, yeah, but. Have have the visuals tell a story, and I don't think yeah. the director who could do that the, better than George Miller. Well, the only other yeah. person I could think of, because of the nature of um, 
the the colossi and it, they are colossi aren't they that's the plural yes. right um yeah. is guillermo del toro because of his creature design and oh, i yeah. have to mm. say that the way that he uses uh, effects and and obviously like we've referenced specific grim giant you know monsters robots i think he would also do a fantastic job plus he is you know like pan's labyrinth he creates these fantastical worlds uh so he he would be up there for me i'm supporting that but a little more mainstream maybe peter jackson um you know it's got a <sighs> yes it's got a it's got a lord of the rings-esque environment i just it, had an idea um, yeah, gareth it, evans yeah not yes not get not gareth you. evans on it oh the, the, oh, raid. No. the raid, the raid, the raid. Yeah. The raid. The raid. He he did. Um, he no. worked on Godzilla. Yeah, uh, yeah. He also did. Um, there was another monster movie he did before the, that. No, but there's there's Gareth Edwards. Oh, sorry, Gareth did. Edwards. Gareth Edwards did monsters, and Gareth Evans is did the, the raid. Is the raid? The raid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, if Peter Jackson did this, he would turn it into three films for no reason whatsoever. So we don't <laughs> need uh, would be three films long. We, we don't need that to happen. Oh, that, um, do you want the musical number? Yeah. The first one where they're dancing around with pots and plates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last, oh, sorry, one of the last ones I had was um, Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. This is more of a challenge for myself. I'm like, how could this be a movie? It's yep. it's a ridiculous premise for a game that has no storyline. It's just a bunch of dudes fighting each other, really. Russo Brothers. What about the giant hand? The giant hand is a thing. They're all collecting yeah, toys. Yeah, but Master Hand and Crazy it's Hand. Tenuous at best. Oh, um, look, I mean, if you go, if you look at Brawl, there was a little bit of a story there. Yeah. Like, they actually had a story mode, which was fine. Um, I enjoyed it. But, like, I mean, um, yeah, like, I mean, Tekken has a story, like, story as well, but no one, you're not yeah. getting a story. But <laughs> Mickey's, have the, I mean, Mickey's Speedway USA yeah. has a story, but it's not. I mean, you know, yeah, also street fighter has a story and that's never been made into a movie <laughs> yes it has ever. Uh, oh, no. no no it hasn't len no hey, <laughs> i love it it's so bad it's so bad it's brilliant it's so bad i think that, that does kind of fall into that category of so bad yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, agreed. But yeah smash yeah. bros russo brothers they've shown that they can do massive ensemble cast really well yeah and have it like civil war people are used to seeing the good guys versus the good guys it's fine mm-hmm. civil war-esque meets into the spider-verse Okay. Have all the different dimensions and yep. gaming universes collide. So it's animated. And just have this massive ensemble cast. I think that's a lot of fun. Is it animated, Jesse? Is this a full animated feature? I think so. Then you might have to get uh, the people who did Spider-Verse involved. Miller, the guys mm. who did Lego Movie as well. I think you'd have to give the Russos a, an animated hand in there. Not that's like fair. the big master hand, but mm. like someone who is adept <laughs> at, at uh, animation. Um, mm. And just one we had off, off Twitter from Rachel, um, our friend Rachel, Horizon Zero Dawn as a TV show. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, it, it would have to be HBO. They're the only yep. show that have the budget, uh, the channel that have the budget for it. Uh, you would have to scale it back. You would have to, you would ha- you'd have to find a way to make it <laughs> less epic at times, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Uh, because agree. there's no way they could do it. Like, you know, you've got to take things like Game of Thrones and how even with the most insane budget, they had to scale back all the battles until the final seasons where they kind of screwed it up a bit. But, um, you know, you'll have to fi- find a way of artfully doing it, which I think is there. I think there is a way to do it. Ooh. Did you guys Personal. have any um, ones that didn't quite make the cut? Well, uh, one of my mates actually suggested Fable. Mm. Fable would be good. I think Fable would lend itself very well to an episodic series uh, as you watch sort of the character 
uh, sort of grow and progress. And, you know, you could even do a choose-your-own-adventure sort of style like they did with um, Black Mirror. And, you know, oh, does he choose the good path or does he choose the evil path? Oh. Or, you know, oh, yeah. give, mm. give I, you the options. Actually, that, that actually sounds really cool. I think that, I that, that, I think that would fit really into fun. that really well. Um, there are a lot of games that translate to movies just because they are sort of yeah. movies. So, I mean, Last Dynamic. of Us is going to become a TV show really easily. Yeah. We mm. will get a God of War one day. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think Dave Bautista should make a good Kratos. Uncharted coming. Yeah, Uncharted is just, you know, an action adventure film as I mean, a game it, being made back is, into a film. That's mm. Indiana Jones of today. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah it is. I have, um, I have one. I, okay, always. I always come back to Doom. I just want Doom yeah. directed <laughs> by Paul Verhoeven. That's it. Yeah. Because it is Starship Troopers. It is Robot Cop. Yeah, that's, I, that's all Doom is. Yeah, that you need would be it, cool. You, you, need, you need it with that satirical edge. Uh, and the yeah. ultra, and, yeah. and he, he suits ultraviolence. We just did Robocop as, as, as how Gareth hasn't seen that. And we were talking about... Well, I have seen it. Yeah, well, now you've seen it, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking about how the use of, like, uh, the world building with the advertisements and stuff like that would be... Yeah. is so important to the way he makes films, so... Uh, that is a perfect combination. And after playing the most recent Doom, and I'm having a great time getting through that game, yeah. um, still haven't completed it yet. It's actually very hard. Uh, I find it very yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I find I, I also find I can't play it for more than like an hour at a time because my brain sort of starts to melt a little bit because it's just so crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would love to see that film. That sounds amazing. Be a lot of fun. I would like to see a movie version of Sim City. <laughs> okay. Uh, There's just some, like, malicious god. Oh, actually, speaking of malicious gods, black and white. Yeah, I, yeah. Had, I had that fun thought, that too. Be? That would be yeah. good. That would be good. I also have an idea for a director's for um, your Conker's film. Who did Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz? Edgar, oh, Wright. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, yeah. I think he could do it really, really well. I think yeah. I would, yeah. That's a good. I, yeah. I just want nice. Simon Pegg and um, uh, Nick Frost. <laughs> Nick Frost is yeah. in that. I think that'd be really cool. Nick Frost uh, is a great giant poo. Yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> and <laughs> Nick Frost. Nick Frost is Birdie, the yeah. Scarecrow. That's and uh, that's Simon it. Pegg is Conker. That works. Yeah. That's that works. That brings the humor into a slightly more contemporary era. I I'm happy with that. I'm yeah, really happy yeah, with I, that. I, I, I can concede to that. 100%. I think we've all come to agreement on. The Conquer film. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a pretty good place to wrap it up. Um, cool. Before Edgar we Wright, give us do, cool. Gaz and Len, if people want to hear your beautiful voices talk about films and TV, yeah. where can they find you? Oh, uh, well, you can find yeah. us uh, all sorts of places, to be honest. Um, we are primarily on Fan Critical, uh, which is our, our umbrella podcast, if mm-hmm. you like. That's where everything goes. That's the easy one. Um, just just search that's Fan Critical. One. Yeah, that's on uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. Um, it's literally everywhere. I don't even know where it goes these days. I, I you know, upload an episode and it's out there. So wherever you podcast find podcasts. Addict. Yeah, that one. Um, so <laughs> yeah. search Fan Critical and um, give us a listen if you fancy listening to, you know, our reviews of films and TV. Which are quite funny. You, to be you guys are you. still uh, reviewing the third season of Westworld. Yes, we are. Yep. Yes, yeah. one more episode to go. <laughs> one more to and go. You also, started up a new show. Yeah, how is the it, fuck have you not now, seen that? Yeah. Okay, so it is how the fuck. I wasn't sure. Is it like how the f? 
yeah yeah i we, i think hard, we do bleep. hard, we hard do, fuck hard fuck yeah we do bleep it but uh for the purposes of this no, it is just yeah we do say fuck. fuck yeah <laughs> sorry um and if you want to hear more story mode we are on all the same uh platforms as as fan critical just mm-hmm. uh give a give us a look in search uh story mode a video game podcast you can contact us at story mode video game podcast at gmail.com Again, contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at Story Mode Pod. And where can they find you guys on uh, Twitter and Facebook? Uh, yeah, so Twitter, we are at Fan Critical Pod. Uh, Instagram, we are at Fan underscore Critical. And on Facebook, if you just search Fan Critical, we are the first thing that comes up. So check us out on there. Yeah. Thick. Um, and if you want to support us, all of the uh, shows under the Fan Critical umbrella. Um, you can jump onto Patreon and chuck a couple of buckarinos our way. Yeah, um, yeah. Get access to extra shows, the Discord server run by Simon. Um, yes. It's a great way to support a bunch of great things that are happening. Um, yep. Like Lynn Gas said, there are there is a massive back catalog uh, of fan critical shows. So, I mean, hey, it, we're in pandemic times. You're in quarantine. Yeah. yeah. What else Go are you going to do? Chuck if it you, on. Yeah. If you want to listen gardening. to us t- talking about random stuff, literally from years ago, that is. You know the audio quality is not great. We'll tell you that now, but it makes it makes it more fun. So uh, yeah, it's the heart. check us out. It's got retro vibe, retro uh, vintage yeah, retro. feel. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Gaz. Thanks for having us. No, thank no you, having us. Thanks for joining thank us. You. Thank you very much. It's been much. a pleasure. It's been lovely. Gillen, Simon, always a pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure and um, everyone always. listening, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mwah. Little kiss for you. See ya. Bye. 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 Daniel Day-Lewis is injecting bees into his arms so that he can shoot them out of his hands.